0: You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beard. Let's get to it, New York. Oh, man. One thing that I did not get to ask him that I told Tommy after the show that really bugged me was I was very interested in the status of the head coach and Tom Thibodeau. He has two years left on his deal, which would mean, in theory, this would be a season where the Knicks would be looking to extend him. Now, here's what Bigley said in his mailbag for Sny, which, of course, you can go check out on SMY.tv. On the subject, he said, quote, I don't know where Thibodeau is on that talking about his job security, but I wouldn't be surprised that the Knicks at least looked into the topic and talked to Thibodeau's representation this year, assuming it goes well about a potential uh, extension. Because you don't know, you don't want your coach going into the final year of his deal. You don't want uncertainty surrounding him. Assuming you are supporting that coach, I thought this word choice was very interesting. It was very much I don't know what they're doing with that. The thought would be if you like him, you will have those conversations. But it wasn't a surefire. I think that those conversations are actually happening. So I guess my question to start, Tom, is Are you surprised that the Knicks maybe aren't being that proactive with the Tibbs extension?
1: Yeah, I'm not shocked. I I will say that. I'm I'm sure they've had some upper office conversations about it. Um, You know, maybe they do before the start of the season. Um, However, I think there's probably. Uh, a better chance that they do not, you know, again, he has two years left on his deal. So it's not one. Um, I think assuming the Knicks play, well, make the playoffs, maybe a top six seed, um, you know, at least, you know, make not just the play in, but make the playoffs that, uh, you know, you know, assuming all other things equal, um, you know, there's no kind of blow up uh, between uh, Tibbs and a player some, some along those lines um, that, that Tibbs will get rewarded with an extension following this season um, but again, something we've talked about, and I think it's really important to, to hammer home. Um, and we just talked about Leon Rose for for 20 minutes, half an hour. Yeah. The Leon Rose is savvy. He's been around this business of basketball, not just the NBA, the business of basketball for a very long time. Um, and he understands the high stakes. They, you know, they have a good relationship, but it's again business. You know, show business, not friend business. Um there you go. He understands that if things go sideways this season. Randall gets hurt. They don't have a backup power forward. Why didn't you sign a backup power forward, uh, Leon Rose? Tibbs, why did you play him 39 minutes a night for, you know, since the moment you arrived? You know, <laughs> this guy's going to take the blame. Um, you know, IQ was unhappy about his contract situation. He's pressing because he didn't sign an extension. Right. RJ Barrett shoots 31% from three point territory. There is a scenario in which we live that, that you know, the, the, on the outlier of outcomes where the Knicks finish, you know, around 500 below 500 again this is there. you know we've talked about it past 21 22 they won you know th- four seed home court of av- th- uh, home court advantage uh you know eventually lost to the hawks but everyone assumed okay this is the start of a thing there's a lot of reasons that's the team's far better now more well balanced etc pointed to, just d- the reality is there's no guarantees east is going to be right. better the rest of the NBA is going to be better um should that things not work out um as 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 the team, the players, everyone hopes there's going to be, you know, there's going to be a call for blood. Somebody's going to have to get thrown overboard, and Leon Rose is acutely aware um, that if he throws Tibbs overboard, that keeps his head off the chopping block for at least a year, or at least a season, at least a month, at least a week, whatever the case might be. Um, you know, he can go into Dolan's office and say, "Hey, um, we're really close. I'm going to get you that superstar. I promise. We just needed a new voice." Um, once we bring in, uh, Dan, you know, whoever, whatever the coach is, I have ultimate faith, in this coach is going to turn everything around. Right, yeah, get the best out of Brun, you know, get the best out of Randall, and get everybody on the same page. Um, Tibbs is too much of a hard, you know, uh, tough guy. Yada yada yada. So that why- that is the reason why I think, and Dolan's obviously more likely to agree with Rose and accept the, you know, the the, the decision that Rose has made to fire Tibbs if he doesn't owe Tibbs three, four, five years worth of contract money.
0: Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. I think to me, I'm a little surprised only in that this has been a front office and an ownership that loves to tout their wins, even if they're not really wins. Um, I feel like I would see them wanting to kind of give Tibbs an extension to kind of look at them and say, "Hey, look, we two out of three years in the playoffs, we've been highly successful. Um, you know, fans are happy. And now we have extended the coach, just like they, you know, really championed the R.J. Barrett extension." uh last year the way they championed the julius Randle extension the year before that um i would argue the way they championed picking up Tibbs' fifth option fifth year option after his first year which is still mind-boggling to me that that was done it, i thought that was a horrendous move still think it was a horrendous move but that's another story like they, they love to tout their wins and like for a team that hates the media they also kind of like to manipulate the media so i'm a little surprised i didn't Extensive, especially because one of the reasons why apparently he stayed last year and survived that terrible season in 2022 was that he, quote unquote, takes the bullets in the press conferences. Like he right. sits there and answers these questions because, like you mentioned, by the CBA, he has no choice. Like they value those kind of things. So I'm a little surprised they haven't been more proactive. I mean, again, vaguely saying uh, I wouldn't be surprised Nick at least looked into the topic. I mean, that's not necessarily all that enthusiastic about the Nick saying that this is someone they want to keep in for a long time now even in that uh mailbag also mentioned that it's important to note that Tibbs's five-year deal that now is five years because of the option that was picked up coincides with both Leon Rose's contract which is five years and worldwide West's contract that's five years so th- that creates also another wrinkle so it's like how long do Leon and West? see themselves doing this or are, are they going to be doing this beyond that five years that they are do they see Tibbs as being part of that equation um do they want to get their extensions before they talk to Tibbs about the extension does Tibbs want them to get extended maybe before he takes an extension like there's a lot of different factors that, that go in to it i know one thing i think Knicks would be highly foolish to extend tom thibodeau before this season highly foolish because i think we saw in the playoffs this past season that Tibbs can get exposed when he's up against elite-level coaching. Well, we saw two years ago, it didn't have to be elite-level. I wouldn't call Nate Millen an elite-level coaching. He got badly out-coached by him. But when when you see these matchups, and the rubber really meets the road when it comes to true, you know, decision making and true adjustments from game to game, that sometimes Tibbs is too slow to make the proper adjustments. And we saw that against Miami. We saw it two years, two years ago against Atlanta. And at, the, at this point in time, the Knicks are in that. We're trying to get past perennial playoff team to championship contender level. If you're trying to get that championship contender level, you have to ask yourself a serious question. Do you trust Tom Thibodeau to make the right adjustments game in and game out in the biggest, most important games in the postseason for you to get to that promised land? I don't know how that answer is yes, given what you've seen from him in those moments. If it is, God bless you, I don't see it. So he'd have to show me this year some marketing improvement in that regard. The Knicks may lose in the second round again. But maybe you say, okay, they fought hard. Tiz made good adjustments. They just got beat be by a better team, whether Boston was better, Milwaukee was better, Philly was better. You can maybe live with that. But we have another series where we're looking at that, saying, what was with this rotation? Why is this guy playing this many minutes? Why is Obi playing more? Like These questions can't be being asked again in another postseason for Tom Thibodeau if he's going to get an extension.
1: Yeah, and I think the, the value of Thibodeau was bringing a – kind of a way, you know, a franchise kind of teetering on the, you know, on the fringes of respectability that, you know, kind of lost its way, bring in a drill sergeant, get everybody on the same page, you know, that the inmates running the asylum type of thing where say, listen, we're not going to do this. You know, we're, we're going to focus on solely winning. We're going to work our tails off. And he's great at squeezing the last 2% out of, you know, every player and, and maximizing their production on the floor night in, night out. Um, but the downside to that is, and the downside to having the, you know, the reason why there's a good cop and a bad cop, the reason why, you know, uh, you, you, know you, you ideally want to balance a, a strict parent with a parent that's a little more, give you a little more leeway um, is because there's a burnout factor. There's a time and a point in all sports where you start to tune out the coach. Um, unless you have amazing success, you know Belichick got away with it, um, you know because he kept winning. Did that have a lot to do with Tom Brady? You know, yeah,
0: because hey, Tom Brady helped with that too. <laughs>
1: but you know, Bill Parcells would win for a little while, go on to the next thing, win for a little yeah. while here, go on to the next thing, Tibbs. The Bulls were, you know, were wallowing in post-Jordan, you know, demise. He comes in, gets them back on track, a respectable team. The Wolves had not won a playoff game and for however long finally got him back to the playoffs. But then they burned everything out. And, you know, could we be trending that way with the Knicks? My, my, My answer would be not necessarily if Tibbs is willing to adjust his approach, which means not over you know not playing these guys 39 minutes a night. The the, the key of the you know I I think an important th- you know point looking forward is not just in-game adjustments but the ability to look towards you know beyond the Tuesday night in in January important yep. making it the most important thing on earth um you know steve kerr and, and all these other guys uh you know the, the top echelon coaches we saw how how kind of lax i don't want to say spolstra let the team slack off during the year but he obviously didn't make it a, an important right. um you know pop you know preaches against game management now but he introduced the the, the entire theory yeah. of it um to rest duncan and parker and manu and those guys so um you know we'll we'll see if if tibbs i think tibbs needs to do a little bit more of that um, in order to kind of he doesn't need there's a chance of these guys burning out if he keeps his foot on the gas 365 days a year um, you know every day for for years and years and years.
0: And look, I mean, I'm not gonna be say they're not gonna be teens with guys that are disgruntled, but I mean, right? We t- you already said it on the show we just did. I mean, they, that Ob top and frustration was not cosmetic; it was real. Um, we know what Fournier's dealing with right now, even though I would argue it's really his own damn fault that he's that frustrated. But whatever, uh, Cam Reddish, uh, Kemba Walker. I mean. There, these are guys like you mentioned in one of the episodes we just did, where it's like you know maybe you having one guy each year is fine. You don't want to have multiple guys, but right. at a certain point, like you do get nervous about you know is he riding these guys enough, and is he being you know we know Tibbs a certain kind of way, and does that wear on guys, especially they're not getting the kind of playing time, they're not getting uh, what they want. That that that's what scares me because I think the Knicks are in this weird position where. We don't want to have, like, a, a, you know, a year. I don't know if we'll ever have a year like 2022, given – barring injury. Injuries can horse anything. Okay. Do I see the Knicks not even being close to making the playoffs one of these years? You know, I don't see that. Because I see them falling into the That could happen. Yep. But, like, like we don't want to see that that downside. We don't want to see them take a step back because they've right. kind of decided, no, we're, we're turning off this coach. Because you don't have time. Jalen Brunson, he's had on the best deal – in the nba right now if you don't maximize these years whether it's competing for a championship or at the very least building yourself towards getting to that next step competing for a championship then you're wasting time because you're going to get a max contract a super big deal once this is done so they have to maximize the time which they can they cannot waste time they cannot waste years and what we've seen from time to teams is they start off really well in his 10 years and then the team just forgets about it. They just decide they're not going to play hard anymore. And we can't have that this year. We can't have that next year. So that would be the concern I have. If you extend it, that guys start rolling their eyes, oh, God, here we go. We got four more years of, you know, doing two-hour practices at their tough games. You know, they might not want to deal with that stuff anymore. So that that would <laughs> yeah. be my concern.
1: And the value with Tibbs, uh, real quick, is you know again, you know, getting the franchise back on the you know the, the straight and narrow, and you know the clown show and the and the and the yeah. circus that that the Knicks have become. Now you have Tibbs, but now with Brunson and Hart and and Divincenzo, you have that kind of core that that leadership on the field. Um, it may lend itself more to having a Joe Torre type as opposed right. to a disciplinarian. Um, so you know we'll, we'll see how it how it plays itself out. But yeah, I would be. Um, you know, you know, if we're talking about training for superstars too, how would Luka Doncic uh,
0: mesh with, uh, you I know, mean, how would we, how would it be mesh with, uh, you know? We did the poll. We did the poll from the Athletic during the playoffs. The tip is the least most desirable <laughs> coach to play for in the NBA. I mean, I'm not saying these guys won't come here because right. he's the coach, but how long does he last when those guys get here? Jackson. Like, does this become like Kenny Kenny was the coach? Yeah. People love to play for, yeah. and stars came here and said, "Get this guy out of here." Because Mikan was the Rander type, he's not going to want to listen to Tom Thibodeau. If Luca comes here, then Luca, then it's Luca's team and his franchise. Right. If Giannis comes here,
1: Giannis comes and he gets to pick the coach. Same right. thing that on that, That's just the reality of it.